Uh, when Carson Wentz came into the NFL, uh, I think uh, certainly his mobility was one of his strengths at quarterback. Uh, obviously, he had the knee injury uh, toward the end of his rookie year. But um, how would you characterize Carson Wentz's mobility in the pocket and if it's changed at all in the last couple of years? Uh, looks good. Looks good. Is is he someone who um, looks to run to make a play, uh, or run first? Are there designed runs for him, uh, or uh, is that not something that uh, uh, he does a lot of? Uh, he, I wouldn't say there's a, a lot of plays that are designed runs for him, but there are some, and he'll he's he's certainly athletic enough to. Uh, you know, keep the ball and extend plays and uh, scramble if he's in trouble. But, I mean, I wouldn't say he's just looking to take off all the time. That, that's I wouldn't characterize it as that. But yeah, he he can certainly run. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Next question, Mike Reed, followed by Mike Giardi. Thanks, um, Stacy. Um, uh, Bill, I wanted to ask you about Camus Rouget-Hill and just sort of how much of what you've seen from him as you've studied the Eagles might have been what you projected when you guys had him here back in 16. Well, Camus is a very good special teams player. Um, it was really a core guy for him, plays in all the, all the units, um, runs well. You know, smart kid, productive, and you know he's um, played defensively as well. Sometimes in their um, substituted packages, um, and occasionally in their in their regular calls. Uh, I think it just depends on. That's probably something you should just ask them. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but he he plays and he's again brings those same qualities. Um, he's a good athlete. He runs well. He's a good space player. Um, you know, I think he's he gives them a good um, element of speed and athleticism on the field. That's in in those situations is is good. Um, yeah. And it, and it. it... I'm just thinking back to that, you know, I know when you're trimming a 53, that those are always challenging decisions. Do you recall anything with, with that one specifically, like how close that was, or if that was one of those that you were really wrestling with, you know, um, based on, you know, that time? I don't know if you recall at that time. Yeah, no, he's certainly a guy we would wanted to continue to work with. Um, at that point, I felt like there were other people ahead of him, but that he had a future in the league. We wanted to work with him, and, you know, we didn't, didn't have the opportunity, but that's yeah, that's what happens that time of year, so. Thank you. Okay. Next, You're question. Next question, Mike Giardi, followed by Kara Sullivan. Morning, Bill. There's been uh, a lot of teams that have, you know, the, the RPOs have sort of been in vogue the last few years. I'm curious. Uh, how much Philly does that, and just because you see it a little bit more now, it's may, uh, maybe less of a novelty or maybe easier to defend. Uh, they they do they do a good job of it. 
they have a couple couple of different versions, uh, I would say. Um, and they do it, you know, a handful of times a game. Um, sure, if it's working well, it'll probably be more frequent. You know, if they don't like the way it sets up, then they have plenty of other, other good things they can do as well. So, but it, it definitely shows up. Shows up, I'd say, in, in most every game. And they they do, you know, they make some plays on it. So does yeah. Does, so does that allow Bill? I mean, if you see it more, you feel like I don't know. I know early it, it was sort of it, like I said, it was the rage. Is it easier to defend now just because you see more of it in the league? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, seeing it is is a factor. In the end, it really comes down to you know, how well the other the offense executes it. So if it's well executed and they they do it well, then then it's a problem more of a problem than if they don't. And Philadelphia executes everything pretty well. So and they have a good quarterback and you know, good offensive line, good players, good scheme. So it's you know, it's just another thing that you have to work on defensively. That's part of their package. Thank you, Bill. Yep, you're welcome. Our next question, Terrace Holden, followed by Bill Perry. Hi, Bill. Um, going back to some of your post-game comments just about the, you know, we've got to coach better too, how would you characterize kind of how the time has been spent since the Baltimore game and any insight you can share as to kind of what that means to you to coach better? Do you put in more hours? Do you do different things? Do you look for new wrinkles or innovation? And, and kind of what do you ask of your staff in that vein, too? Do they get any time off in the bye, or do they work more hours? Just, what does that mean to you to coach better? Um, yeah, well, just, just to do a better job. So there's a lot of components of that, but I'd say the, a lot of things we can improve in and kind of look at, look at all of them. Um, I think, you know, as a team, coaches, players, staff, all of us, I mean, we put in a lot of time. We work hard. Um, we always do what we feel is best. But there are always things you can improve in, and there are always things that you can you know, play a new opponent every week. So, you know, we start to see things that people are doing against us that we need to modify, change, adjust to, um, things like that. So, I mean, yeah, it's all part of it. I don't think there's any one, any one specific thing. If I could follow up, so for you, is, does a bye week sort of come up as an opportunity to dig in a little bit more, or do you look at it also as like a necessary break or mental break or pause? How do you view the bye week in that regard? Uh, well, I mean, it is what it is. It's not not anything I have a lot of control over. I mean, the schedule's pretty well set for the players, which which is fine. I don't have any problem with that. Um, you know, they've been going at it very hard for 13 weeks. Um, so is the coaching staff. So take a breath of fresh air. I don't think that's you know that's a bad idea at all. Um, but 
we we have a little bit of extra time in terms of the preparation what a normal preparation schedule will be for the next week and time can be valuable if you use it efficiently and constructively so that's that's what we'll try to do um, and there are a lot of different options on how we can do that and we've talked about what our what our options are and in the end we've made choices that we feel are are the best at this point in time for this particular team for the situation that we're in uh, based on our needs and they're they're different for different players they're different on different sides of the ball they're you know they're, they're all different problems that can be addressed or improved upon hopefully we'll be able to do that thank you you're welcome uh phil perry and then mike reese go ahead phil Thanks, Stacey. Hey, Bill, I, I wanted to ask you about, um, I guess, running the football from, from more spread types of formations. We've obviously seen you guys use a lot of different kind of formations when you run the football, but I'm curious as to what you think the benefits might be um, when you're running with, you know, maybe three or four players sort of extended as receivers as opposed to, um, you know, having a fullback, say, in there. I know sort of the idea is to get the defense to spread out, but it feels like they're, the numbers advantage or there's a little bit of a numbers game there um, because if you're trying to spread them out, you're also, you know, you're kind of losing a body in the middle there if you take a fullback um, out of that equation. So I guess it, what do you feel like the benefits might be, I guess, of, of running from kind of some more of those, those lighter looks? Well, I think any, any play that you run in football, offense, defense, special teams, whatever it is, um, you're trying to gain some type of an advantage on the play. And that's the idea of it. And I would say, generally speaking, you get more right than wrong. Um, but sometimes things happen that are disguised or work out a little bit differently maybe. Uh, and, so it, it doesn't always work out that way, but most of the time you're able to gain some type of advantage, you know, whether that's enough for that particular situation to make it productive or whether it's there are enough of those, you know, that's that's another question. But that's what you do and you know, in this league I'll say nothing lasts very long, so if you're able to gain an advantage, there your opponent's probably not gonna allow you to do that for very long so they'll make an adjustment and you'll have to make an adjustment and so forth um, so that's you know that's really the essence of game planning is trying to gain some type of an advantage somewhere and use that in a certain way and maybe other teams willing to give you that advantage and and feel like they can hold up or maybe they feel like they need to make some type of adjustment to it if you're causing a problem for them and well, that's that's really the game. So there are advantages to being spread depending on what the defense is in in some areas and there would be advantages to in some other areas depending on what they do. If you know exactly what it is they're doing. Uh, if it's if you're not sure, if they can do multiple things out of the same look, then 
You have to have a plan for that too. So, you know, each each play is different. Each situation is a little different. There's there's a method behind each one, and how how well it works or doesn't work depends on you know, what happens on the other side of the ball, and ultimately, you know, fundamental execution. If that's not good, then it doesn't really matter what the what the play or anything else is. If the fundamentals aren't good, then probably not going to have a good play. Sorry, that was kind of a rambling question. Thanks, Bill. Well, I met it with a rambling answer, so <laughs> matched up perfectly, Phil. There you go. Last last question will be Mike Reese. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> Thanks. Dylan, when you think of some of the resilience teams or organizations that you've been a part of in your career, uh, what are the common or core principles that stand out to you that contribute to that resilience? Uh, I'm not sure I really follow you there, Mike. So, so well, when you, you've obviously been in the league for a long time and teams will have things happen to it that knock it off course, could be a devastating loss, you know, something else. And then that team's ability to overcome that, um, I think you've probably been part of teams that some teams have been better at that than others, I guess maybe better wording the question, what has helped the teams that you've been a part of that have been better at that? What are some of the common things or the core principles that have contributed to that from your experience? Um, well, it's, I mean, it's kind of a broad question, uh, Mike. You know, it's, look, there have been years where Okay, New York after we won the Super Bowl in 86 and then, you know, didn't have a good year in 87. That was part of a strike season and so forth. So, um, but whatever the circumstances were, that's, you know, that's kind of one one type of thing. I mean, you know, we haven't had a lot of 1 in 15 seasons around here, so I'm not really sure about, you know, bouncing back from that type of a season. Um Look, every season has its its games that are I mean, uh, that going to be the National Football League's not not very common, so you know, losing a game or two or more than that along the way is has happened to just about every team that's that's ever played in the National Football League. So you know, we try to do everything you know, do what we believe in on a weekly basis, you know, prepare and compete and correct the mistakes and analyze what happened, win, lose, or draw, and move on to the next week. So that's, I mean, I'm not really sure. I'll tell you why I asked. It's, it's, I think about the loss to the Eagles in the Super Bowl, and I, I, I could make the case that that would devastate some franchises like, Teams that have lost in the Super Bowl haven't been the same since then, and you guys ended up making it back and winning. And that was sort of the basis of the question. So I, maybe a better question would have been, how did, how did, what did you experience for that loss not sending you guys down into a tailspin? That maybe would have been the case, or I could point to examples of recent teams that lost devastating Super Bowls, you know, that haven't been able, able to get back or have a winning season, or they almost haven't been the same since. 
Right. Well, I definitely follow, uh, you know, what you're saying there, Mike. Um, it's, yeah, there, there are a lot of examples of that. And, again, that's more of a, uh, I would say, a big-picture team question than a, you know, week-to-week, -week, you know, bouncing back from a loss type of thing. But, <clears throat> yeah, again, each each team's its own team. It's a new team. There may be carryover players and coaches, and, and some things may carry over, but I wouldn't necessarily say they're the same. Each year is a new year, and each of our performances from year to year is contingent on our our preparation and, and our ability to perform in that, that season that we're being judged in, not what we did in some other years. So I don't really put a lot of – personally, I don't put a lot of uh, weight or <clears> – <throat> Um, a whole lot of evaluation of what ha what's happened in the past. I try to focus more on the present and how that can be improved and accelerated to work to a higher level. And that's really, really what it's about for me. Um, you know, if you look back at a team one year and compare it to the next year, and you know, they, I mean, there's whatever the analysis is, it is. But and, and I, you know, there's value to that and merit to it. But the reality of it is, you know, we're in a week-to-week -week business, and you know, this week's about this game and the preparation and the performance that two teams have on Sunday afternoon, and not sure that 2015, 16, 17, 18, you know, really, really have a lot to do with it. I think there's a, has a lot more relevance. There's a lot more relevance to what, what we're able to do this week to prepare for the game and what we're able to execute out on the field Sunday afternoon. So I guess I'll lead the, some of the picture <laughs> analysis to, to the experts. Yeah, we finished this one off strong. <laughs> Thank, you, Thank you. Thank you. All right, you're welcome.